It's finally 2022, and we're uh, back with the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Hausauer. Today, I have with me my dear friend, Kathy Butkovic of Equisports Therapy. Uh, I've known Kathy now for almost 10 years. I don't know who it was that would have referred me to you to have you work on my horses. I think the first horse you would have worked on would have been Reba. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was awesome to get to meet you and have you in my life for the last almost 10 years. Um, Kathy's worked on horses, um, Stingray, for example, Sherry Service Stingray, Calgary Stampede. She's got to work on Fallon Taylor's wonderful baby flow horse, Tammy Fisher's horses, and, and the list goes on and on. Kathy's traveled around the world and done all kinds of things. And I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, yeah. I didn't have to pay you for that great introduction <laughs> too. And I, but I want to say that I'm so thankful that we got to meet and become friends. And that happens a lot of times in my business too, where we I get to be friends with my clients, which is really fun. Yeah. And you get to meet all kinds of people yes. in the industry. And I mean, in your worldly travels, like, don't you have a photo with what, what, where, 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 which racehorse is it? Zenyatta? Oh yeah. yeah. I met Zenyatta in person How cool. a couple times. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, I've been all over North America and I got to spend some time in France learning about um, French horse racing and the, the basis of my practice when I was doing it full time for about 14 years was Di- like diverse clientele but maintaining yeah. high-end competition horses so we talk a lot about barrel racing I can speak a lot of languages like yes I can speak AQHA pedigrees yeah. barrel horse pedigrees race horse pedigrees yeah and Arabian show horse pedigrees yeah so exactly that's been a really fun part of it yeah what's been your favorite part of all of that the horses yeah for sure like definitely the horses and the people I meet through the horses I really love being a part of helping people achieve their goals and that is like that's the best part of the business and working as a team you know so I think a lot of time my industry gets a little bit of slack because um we don't play within the rules and lots of times uh, I I don't say collectively we because I like to play within the rules but lots of times they want to tell you what's wrong with your horse or diagnose and prescribe and legally you're not allowed to do that and Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it and still do working part of as, as part of a team. So like an owner, a trainer, farrier, veterinarian, other chiropract like chiropractors, osteopaths. They yeah. really it's no different than like an NHL team or an NFL team. Exactly. They're athletes. And yeah. You have to have everybody working towards the same goal and make sure that athletes feeling their best, performing their best. How did you get into working on horses? Um I always tell people it's like, you know, when you think something is normal for like a certain period of time and then you realize it's not normal. Like if your family drank beer for dinner every night, you'd think it was normal until you get to a certain age when you like realize it's not normal at all. Well, that was me and alternative practice in my lifestyle. So I grew up with horses and dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, We rode dressage and show jumping and uh, my mom had a rate, my parents had Arabian horses. And then we went through a stage of buying thoroughbreds off the track and my dad's nickname is Bookie, and so I spent some time at the racetrack, but um, my mom it really kicked it off, and I was a really sick kid when I was born, and my mom used all sorts of alternative therapies, so I just kind of thought it was normal that, like, families had, like, an animal communicator or, like, a horse chiropractor or, like, a human chiropractor who did muscle testing, like, all those kind of things were normal to me. Yeah. And I think about it now, it's really hilarious, but we have this um, half Holsteiner, half Arabian dressage mare, and 
she was a basket case and we had this guy named Dr. Ralph Johnson who was very well known in the States come up and work on her and I just remember that he put these long acupuncture needles down her back and then he put some herbs on top and then he lit lit them on fire and I was like I, I was probably not in junior high yet and uh, and she was like the best she'd ever been like that year after he worked on her mm-hmm. and so those kind of things were just normal to me and so growing up I always used those kind of people and I thought like why don't more like Dr. Johnson and then I had a, a personal chiropractor Dr. Swanson who helped me with my mm-hmm. allergies and just like my health problems and I was just like why an NHL team has like a a sports therapist, a massage therapist, like why don't horses have a team like that? And, and people did like, it's, it's not new. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't the first one. I'm not, I wasn't new, but there wasn't that many of yes. of them or us, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of how I got into it. I, I, I didn't find that path right away. I went to school. I became, I took agricultural business. I was a finance major. I wanted to go into rural land development, which is kind of weird now because I hate urban sprawl. But <laughs> yeah, so I had like the path getting there was as difficult, but um, I, I decided it was, it was like my passion. I just wanted to work with horses. I wanted to work within my scope and as part of a team. And I was really lucky to do that full time for a lot of years and then about the last five years about if you're Albertan and listening to this and you can identify this with this but like the first time not the first time but one of the times the oil market crashed um I had a very wealthy client say to me Kathy I'm making some changes in my life and I know that I make a lot more money than you so you should consider making changes in your life and it seems like harsh conversation, but it's not. It was really important, and I needed like the stability. And so, mm-hmm. I have a nine to five now that I work four days a week, and mm-hmm. then I still work on horses evenings and weekends and Fridays. So, I mean, COVID has changed everything for us, but I'm still in business working with the people that I want to work with. Yeah, and you work on a lot of my friends' horses, Carly Christensen, friend of the podcast, yeah. Gordon Satch, et cetera, et cetera. There's so Riley many of McKenzie. them. Riley McKenzie, yeah. exactly. And King Ronald, he loves his treats and he loves Kathy. <laughs> on the side of the road, wherever they got to meet, it'll happen. The good news is lots of times in my business, people either are loyal to who they use or they don't have a choice because they're horses like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you hear that, Riley? You can't leave me because I'm Ronald's choice. A hundred percent. We should go down to Texas when she goes to the American yeah. and be there. I'll be the cookie provider. You can work on him. We'll be cheering from the sidelines. I think that'd be so cool. That's so fun. I really, I really appreciate, I don't know about you, but I really appreciate Facebook memories. Yes. Well, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> Sometimes Facebook memories is like, thank you for that past trauma you brought yeah. up. <laughs> but most of the time, Facebook memories, I really shared a lot on my Facebook. I, um, I probably share more on my Instagram. But uh, I, I, it's always brought up about like my travels and where I've been and like those pictures with Zenyatta and yeah. I'm just like, I was like, damn, I used to be really cool. I think you're cool still, <laughs> Kathy. Well, thanks. <laughs> So part of the podcast, this episode today, we want to just kind of, what was one of the posts? Like I always like sharing posts that kind of get people engaged in talking about things other than politics or COVID. So a lot of times I'll ask questions and people will tell me your answers. Like, where did you meet your significant other? And then you get to read through and you're like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so met this yeah. way, et cetera. Right. And so one of the ones that I had shared was 
what advice would you give your younger self? And I thought that it'd be kind of cool to just even between you and I, because we do have what a 10 year age difference between yeah, nine I'm year, I think 41. Yeah. This year. And I'm 32. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, we've lived some life. I mean, no, we're not 80. We haven't seen everything, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like I'm 80 when I go to bed at eight o'clock at night or I'm playing radio bingo on the weekends. <laughs> really living don't it up. Don't knock a good time. Don't knock a I good think time. these seniors are on to something. I like, do. When I used to go to Arizona for the winter, I was like, God, these snowbirds, they're on to something. Like, I appreciated being the world's youngest snowbird. Yes. And now I was like, God, I can't wait till retirement. Exactly. If we could afford it. Yeah, me too. One day, man. <laughs> one day. It's got to happen. So let's just kind of go through. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to do was I always share this like once a year. Um, one of, uh, my own little kind of tidbits, I call it my Ted talk, but I'm going to start it off with this. So it goes, I was lost in life when I was younger and maybe I still am a little lost, but I will tell you this, stop giving yourself deadlines by 25. I'll be married and have kids. 25 shows up. You're single with no children and you think you failed, but you haven't failed at all. There is no right or wrong life timeline. Everyone is different and grows at their own pace. Life isn't a race. We need to enjoy each day, each moment and interaction. Spread love and joy. Allow yourself to feel emotions. Find what you love and do that. I often found myself jealous of other lives, the things they have, the places they go, relationships, you name it. But we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know what struggles the Joneses went through to get rich or how many bank loans they have. Express gratitude. Be nice to people. Get rid of toxic people. Quit worrying about what others may think of you. It's usually a projection of their own shit anyways or how they're perceiving things. Stop attaching happiness to material things. When I get whatever thing you're wanting, then I'll be happy. Nope, then you'll attach your happiness to something else. It's an inside job. Rich people who have everything can still feel depressed, anxious, etc. Though it's nicer to wipe tears away with $100 bills. Amen. Stop believing when I have abs or when I dress better or when I make more money that that's when you'll be loved by someone else. We're always changing and growing so the right person will love you at whatever stage you're at and support growth in life. If they don't, they're not your person. Let them go. And guess what? So many people love you for you already. Don't worry about the future. It'll only make you anxious and steal the joy of today. Thank you for coming to my annual TED Talk. <laughs> so let's start it off. That is incredible yeah right it's just I don't know good life advice maybe if you're listening to this podcast rewind that and listen to it again yeah, listen to it again and really take it in and like believe mm -hmm. it right actually there was another gal I was reading her um, page today and she shared something very similar to it I'll share that maybe at the end if I remember just things it was 30 things I wish more people would have shared with me about life in your 30s and other life advice you didn't know you needed yeah so I'll share that one at the end but um Let's see here what I've got in my notes. Let's start off with horses, Kathy. What advice would you give to your younger self regarding just horses in general? I don't. I know that a lot of people aren't going to feel the same way. Uh, but one of the lessons I learned in horses is like when people offer you money for a gelding, take it. Yes. I, yes. I, we started out writing English and then I moved to Western and I had bought a barrel prospect and I really thought like he, he was this like three-year-old or whatever and the barn I was writing at a roper offered me a lot of money for him like way more than I had paid mm -hmm. and I was like in my head in my young head I was like yeah if this horse is worth this much now 
just wait. No. What I think, like, in horses, there's two things. When people offer you money, unless you, like, and we're in an industry where people can offer you, like, life-changing money. Yes. Like, buy a house money. Pay off your debt money. Yes. And if it doesn't correlate with your dreams, like, there's a big difference if you're trying to make Nana Farm and people offer you money and you're like, no, this is my dream. I want to live it. Yes. But, like, specifically in horses, I always think there's, like, it wasn't, I didn't say it first, but there's too many good horses to own a bad one yeah but alternatively when people offer you money for a gelding I say take it 100% (laughs) I agree so much so like (laughs) and there's there's I know you get a good one and you love it but they make horses every day and Mm -hmm. if you're that trainer person you're probably going to be able to make another good one too it's okay to do that what did I write down here part of me wants to tell you to buy the best horse and go have fun the other side of me tells me to be wise with your money and debt sucks Selling horses is hard, but they make new horses daily. Yeah. If it's your heart horse, you can keep it, but you can't keep them all. No, you can't keep them all. They're, there's always going to be once-in-a-lifetime horses. Absolutely. And I appreciate all those once-in-a-lifetime horses that I've worked on for people. Mm-hmm. And and I would never tell my clients, like, oh, sell your horse, take the money, and run or something. But I, yeah, I think, I think I've seen it happen so many times. I think we all have, where mm-hmm. it's like, your horses, they can break a leg in the field, yes. they can pull a tendon, Ugh. they can do anything. Throw a cyst in a fetlock and she's done and she's yeah. broodmare sound and that's it. Yep. And most of this comes from like what we would tell our younger self, yes. right? So if yes. you're like Hindsight's in your 50s and you have money in your bank oh, and yeah. like someone offers you money for your horse, probably be like, no, thanks. Yeah. But like when you're in your 20s yes. like or, or teens, like take the money and run. Yes, so much so like. <laughs> Man, my line of credit would be paid off. Yes. <laughs> we I literally, are, oh. We're still paying for experiences that we yes. had 10 years ago. 100% we are. Anyways, oh. with horses, I I mean, yeah, I would I would say there's, and there's far too many good ones to own a bad one. One thing that I would add in that is like, don't be afraid to get a second and third opinion. Yeah. Sometimes I see people in either training programs or with a farrier or a vet and I just say like don't be afraid to get another opinion like you can stay loyal to the person you're loyal with I even in my business like when people leave me to get a second opinion I mm-hmm. like encourage it you yes. know I really think there's like enough to go around and you'll find the people that you need to find absolutely I agree another thing with horses take the best dang care of them you can yes. so much mm-hmm. Ugh, and there's always things you can be learning like have an open mind and listen to people, but you don't want it to be like where you listen to 30 people and all of their opinions because then your mind is going to be really cluttered and there might be some... Are you speaking opinion. about girl research right now? <laughs> <laughs> <It's joking. laughs> right? But like, you know, find your solid few people that you're going to listen to, yeah. but also like there's, you can be always be learning things. And sure, maybe it doesn't align with your what you have for values or what you have for your program, but mm-hmm. still be open to other things and really... you just to be able to listen and think about things. And that applies to life in general, not just horses. Yeah. yeah. On, on that note, with hearing horses and like listening to other people, uh, if that's one thing I've learned in my whole career, it's that the basics really work. Like yes. lots of times we really want to get fancy with the, the care and the treatment and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you about 20 minutes of cold hosing your horse's legs. Yeah. Like, or like, and all of those basics, I think sometimes they're missed, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, unless you really got a store a start in like pony club yeah. or 4-H or some sort of program like mm-hmm. that, some of those like fundamentals are missed, but yeah. 
those ones have a lot of like it, so many times you'll be like do you think I should get this injected I'm like have you tried poultice yeah <laughs> have you tried cold hosing yeah have you tried what is your warm-up routine you know just just those kind of things always yes. think about the basics there's always basics to learn and now with like google google is like a blessing and a sin right yeah, it is <laughs> but there's no excuse for not having knowledge yeah especially on the basics absolutely it's so easily accessible yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's everywhere. So there shouldn't be a reason for you not to know something or, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Okay. On to the next one. Advice on either rodeo, jackpotting, fraternity derbies, competing in general. So that would go to you as well, just competing. So some of the things I wrote down just because this pertains to me and I had such a hard time with it when Stella came up with that sister and fell off and she was done. um, I said, stepping away and enjoying life is important too. There's no shame in walking away. It will be there when you're ready to come back. If that is your calling and you have the horse go on to go on and win, then go. If you get sour, take a break. There's nothing wrong with that. In mm-hmm. what we do with horses, like we're not steer wrestlers whose knees are going to blow out by the time you're whatever age and then you're done for your career, like thorough racing, because that's primarily who listens to my podcast. Yeah. Like you can still look at Jerry Deuce. She's still frigging barrel racing hey. and kicking ass. Like you can still do it at mm-hmm. any age, right? I and had so, like the great pleasure of working for Leanne Russ. Yeah. And Leanne Russ was the rookie of the year at like yes. 54 or something. Like she yeah. was incredible. I mean, there's a long timeline when it comes to what you can do and yep. and when you can do it. Yes, so much. I think too, um, when you're going, um, let's say you're going to go, you're rodeoing or whatever. Like I used to have a spreadsheet of all the Lakeline rodeos, the Wild Rose rodeos, um, and I have a spreadsheet of what time it took to win it last year, what last hole was. I'd have a note with like who yeah. it was, how much it paid, added money, what entries they'd usually get, what the, um, you know, like what the setup was like, what the ground was like, because yeah. I'd have horses that would not run on hard pan. So you come next year when I come to enter, okay, I'm not going to go enter Onion Lake because the ground is hard as heck and my horse is not going to turn there and I don't want to hurt her either. Mm-hmm. Some horses maybe run on that crap and good for you then you go enter it and you go win it I don't care but be smart about your entering I think I guess and I think like just talking about goal setting yes like now January is like the perfect time to set goals yep and know that those goals like set a couple different goals like you can't you can't be against it changing as well right Mm I I try to tell all my clients and I would tell everybody in the spring is a great time also to get a baseline of your horse. Mm-hmm. Like I like to, especially my futurity horses, like especially in cutters, yeah. futurity age is a great time. Let's do a baseline of that horse. Get your, get your vet out, your lameness vet and do a baseline. So then you have an opportunity to see when things go and you know, like the ebb and flow, you yeah. know, it's like, Oh, well, he was a little sensitive on that right hawk back in March. And so like, what can we do to support that? Or what kind of fitness program can we build for that? And on, on that same topic, if you, I always tell my clients, if you come out in the spring and you inject, inject everything from like ear to butthole, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast, you can swear. but like when you inject ear to asshole in the spring, yeah. When it's uh, July long weekend and all the American girls are here and it's tough as heck and you're on the road, like you have no ace in the hole. Like what's up your sleeve? Because, you know, so really manage, like, it all ties into goal setting, managing your time. And yes. like you're talking about managing your schedule too. I think yeah. it's really important to 
like you said, take back and also ebb and flow. Like if, if you, one thing we don't have in competition horses is time. And that's the number one thing they always need, especially when injured. It's like they need more time. Well, if we don't have time, you know, are you making the right decisions for your horse? And Mm -hmm. like you said, maybe it's okay to step back. Like it's a long life. And there there will always be another year, you know? I think, I think we've seen a lot of examples of people that have had to Mm -hmm. like, that are going strong and then, you know, yeah, the year doesn't work out the way oh, it does. exactly. And then maybe you have a great comeback story. Like, hey, Stella, she got hurt at a fraternity. She had to have God knows how many months off. Kate got the go-ahead to come back. We came back, won a jackpot of 200 girls. And I'm like, holy smokes, this is it. I'm not selling her anymore. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. her. And then like two months later, oh, she's off again. What's wrong? It's not the same injury. Something else is going on. And then I thought maybe she just needs time. It's underestimated. Sometimes you just need to yeah. give them time off. And then come back, and she had that cyst, and it was over. Well, this but... is a life of horses, like you exactly. said. There's a long life, you know. There'll oh, be, there'll be other, yeah, other horses, other goals. Exactly. Also, horses don't know how much they cost. Yeah. Horses don't know how much money you've spent on them. <laughs> so if you've spent half a million dollars on Susie, and you're riding Susie, yeah. and you're not winning everything because you spent that half a million, you think you should be winning. Mm-hmm. They don't freaking know. Yeah. Also, every horse doesn't fit into every program, right? Like I've seen a lot of that. People buy really nice horses and they don't, they don't duplicate those results because they just don't fit in the same program. Exactly. When you're buying horses, I think you also have to look at like, who's trained them? Can you ride behind that person? Mm -hmm. Me personally, there's a lot of really great guys in the States that are training fraternity horses, but they're like three times my size and I use a lot more body weight. I don't know if you guys have seen me before, but I'm not that strong. And so I don't think that I could move a horse around the same way that they do with their Mm -hmm. body weight and muscle. And so I don't think that I could ride behind one and do it justice the same as they can. So that's another thing. And even when it comes to like who you're picking to ride behind to learn from, like I chose Riley because I found Riley's program easy to ride behind. Yeah. And, and, and it's the horse industry. So you'll find a lot of people that don't, that program would not work for exactly. them, you know, and that's kind of the joy of having such a big industry. Yeah. It's like you learn as you go, you find the people you want to. Sometimes mm-hmm. those people that were like your ride or dies will not be your people anymore. Yes. Or like the people that you think were the most loyal will not be your people anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how life happens. Yes circling back to jackpots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would say like one of the things that I think about telling younger people or your younger self is you don't have to go to every jackpot. Yes. It's like people forget about the wear and tear, isn't it? Yes. You, you share a quote from Sherry about like horses are like cigarettes. There's only so many in the package. And yep. and I, I see that a lot, like either are going to the jackpot before they're fit enough. I think one of the biggest things is that lots of times our, the horses are just not fit enough and yes. and that's when they get injured. So, yeah. you know, it's okay. You're like FOMO is a thing oh, that totally. we all have. Totally. <laughs> we yeah. all have, but I, I think it's important. Well, and I get it like, oh, I just want to get out there and make a run and, and it's addictive. Like it's a rush. Mm-hmm. Believe me, when I did come back and got to run that Rango horse, like running to first barrel on him, I was like, whoa, what a freaking rush. I've missed this so much. I'm so excited to be back. But yeah, if your horse isn't in shape, why are you going to go and yeah. go do that? I mean, I wouldn't go ask a person who hasn't trained for a half marathon to go run a half marathon. Totally. Why do you do that to your horses? You don't need to. And, and also, like, when you've done really well at one arena, go to the next one. Challenge mm-hmm. yourself. Grow a little bit. You don't have to keep going back to Thorsby because you've won it 10 times. 
go find something else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be afraid to hop, like, especially in nice weather, don't be afraid to hop. Yeah. And, and see another arena or see another place. And also when you're making your goals, like you said, you know, you, you had like the WRA, LRA putting out those rodeos, but like if your schedule changes, like, don't be afraid to build like the ABRA finals into your schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like a check is a check. Yeah, check spend the same. It's a check. Is Pay a check. your vet bills. <laughs> so you know, it's always a good to have like a plan A, plan B, all the way to S. Yes, because that's totally. how life works. Yes, being able to pivot mm-hmm. is important, and whether that's like with horses or just life in general, like you think you have a plan, but life doesn't go according to plan. Yeah. My plan for Stella the next year is going to derby her and go back to those LRA and WRA rodeos. And I wanted to make finals on her because I truly believe she could do it in, her, in that second year. And it was shot to shit because she was done. Yeah. Like, and your your story is like your story. But yeah, that story is so many other people's stories exactly. too. Like we've all had a horse that mm-hmm. or like that hasn't turned out the way it was yep. or didn't like either didn't live up to the expectation or mm-hmm. just like career ending injury. Yeah. You know, you have to pivot and Tony Robbins has this quote and I say it a lot, but only because it makes me mad, but also it's so true. But he's like the, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with. Oh yeah. That's good. And it's so true. Especially, I, I think that's like why so many people are like short circuiting during COVID is there's so much uncertainty Huge and you way. know, and it's, it's not, and so much of it isn't uh, what happens to us in life isn't fair or doesn't happen, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. Like yep. you have to be able to go with the flow and pivot and yes. and continue on because it's yep. like at the end of the day, only you're going to be miserable. Exactly. Let's talk about friendships. Oh. We've been friends for almost 10 years. True. Which has been wonderful. Kathy and I would eat all the tacos and drink all the margaritas and sangria at all our favorite places. We would go to the track during the the, Canadian, yes. or the Kentucky Derby. Not the any day. The track and is a good time. time at any time. We loved going to racetrack, especially when it was in Edmonton, RIP to Northland, because that was the best. I loved it in town. It yeah. was wonderful. But so we've been friends for a long time. Okay, some of the notes I wrote on friendships. Friendships can come and go, and that is okay. Low maintenance friendships are normal. You are who you hang around. Don't try to please everyone. It's a waste of time, and it's okay if not everyone likes you. You don't need to try to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What definitely. do you think on friendships? I think the coolest thing about friendships is, like, the most genuine friendships. You can be apart from each other for, like, years mm-hmm. and then when you see each other it just picks back up and you know easy. like those yes those kind of things that are easy mm-hmm. and then in life I mean it, it depends what you're doing too so even with you with your podcast and your brand mm-hmm. when you are your brand I found this in my job too sometimes in my job I had to be friends with people that I didn't want to be friends with it's like oh lord I would not make that choice if that yeah. was me but I am my brand and I'm trying to do business and that makes me think of that Clinton Anderson podcast, but we won't talk about that. I never had to listen to that one. Oh, yet. he like talks about how it's a little crude. The part two is a little bit crude, but he talks about like the things you have to do in business to be in business and mm-hmm. continue on. But I think friendships, like there's going to be people that you outgrow. Yeah. Then that outgrow you, you yep. know, sometimes, sometimes we hate to hear it, but sometimes we're the problem. Yeah. You know, and I can I just say shout out to my friends right now? Because I am a terrible, I'm a great communicator. Yep. 
when needed. Yep. I'm a terrible texter. She is. Court- Can confirm. <laughs> My best friend, Courtney, like, she'll, like, if I don't, especially if things aren't, especially if I'm busy, like, if life is too busy or if, like, life is going really wrong, I just, like, turtle. That's my go-to move. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a good move, but that's my move. That's what you do. And my best friend Courtney will like, if I don't answer her texts and then she'll eventually send me a text that says, if you don't call me, I'm calling your mom. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> shoot. Okay. I'll, I'll I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like there's different, we are all different people. So like those interactions are all different. And I, I, appreciate the people that you know and call friends I call so many people friends Mm -hmm. and I might only see them like once every five years or you know like their thing on Facebook or or that kind of thing but those those friendships are so valuable even if it's not always like a direct communication calling every week I think people have these expectations of what they think oh yeah friends are yeah, thinking that you always have to be connected to them, talking to them all the time. Like, I have a couple of friends that I talk to every day. You're mm-hmm. one of them. My friend Candace is one of them, Kara. But you don't have to be talking to people all the time, constantly. Like, I just think about, look at your life as if, uh, uh, let's compare it to a wedding. This mm-hmm. is a silly comparison. But, like, you look at a bride and groom, and they've got 300 guests at their wedding, and you've only got how many hours in this yeah. time frame at your wedding? You think you're going to be able to have a five-minute conversation with every guest there? That's going to take up your entire night plus some. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to your life, you ha- then you're adding in your job and your hobbies. And if you've got kids and all the rest of it, plus then you've got to be able to talk to your, all of your friends every single day. Like, no, that just that doesn't, doesn't happen. It doesn't and just work. just think, like, even you moved away and yeah. had a boyfriend and we, we didn't talk every day. Yeah. And then it's I, – I think there's so much – go with the flow mentality of this yeah even going to you know I went to Vegas in December to the NFR and Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen I'm 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 really lucky to call Sherry Serby a friend a personal friend of mine too but like the border's been closed we haven't seen each other I haven't been able to fly down there but you know we haven't seen each other like pick right back up exactly have the most fun go on the most adventures and I think that you know, even seeing, I saw Fallon down there, like yeah. just seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, not that you have to have world champion barrel racer <laughs> friends, but like it's the same, you know, it's the same with yeah. anybody, yeah. right? And, you know, now that you move back into the area, yeah. now you sleep on my couch a lot more. Exactly. It's, <laughs> and now that I'm single, we have a lot more adventures. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best. I love it. Is it is the best. Another thing I think to remember with friendships and just relationships with people in general is that we are all, we are all a product of our environment, not just every day, but like also our path. Mm. Everyone is ha- has a different history. Everyone has different experiences, which shape and mold who you are, the thoughts that you have, your opinions yeah. on different things. And so when someone has a completely offhand opinion about something, just kind of be like, okay, they're a product of their environment. Like that's okay. Yeah. That's okay if that's what your opinion and is. And it's really important to be friends with people who have different opinions yes. than you. I have so many people. Um, you know, I'm a little bit of a tree hugger. Yeah. And, like, I am friends with a lot of people that are not. I mean, yeah. don't, let's not go down this road. I believe in oil and gas and, like, all yeah. those kind of things. Right? Yeah. But, you know, I'm very different. You know, we are very different. It's important to be friends with yes. people like that. You can't just, like, hang around with all like-minded people. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hang around all like-minded people who all like, you know, are positive and set goals, like that's yeah. one different, but at your core, maybe you're, you know, maybe your thoughts are going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I will say that if you have like really different values, it's difficult to be friends with people. Yes. And I think lots of times yes. in, in 
personal friendships and work friendships and like work relationships if I've had very different values, core values than the people I've spent time with, that yeah. that just kind of peters off. Totally. No, I agree with that too. Anything else you want to add on to friendships? Mm, no, just saying close. Oh, oh, you get like a taste of your own medicine. So how I'm kind of a terrible texter. Let me just say this publicly too. Can we just go back to phone calls? And I know people aren't for this, but I've gotten to the point where I just, I read the text and I mean to text back, but why don't you just give me a phone call? I'll just text, text back you. mentally, but not yeah. actually. And then my friend Jackie, you yep. know, Jackie, um, she's that person. She's me to me. Like I have to stalk her and like track her down. It happens. And it, and it does. You get like a taste of your own medicine. I love phone calls. I love me too. I mean, I'm on the road a lot. I sell livestock feed, so I am driving all over Alberta. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just pick up the phone and call people and have a quick bullshit with them. Yeah. But even still, when you're at home, you just want to talk with your friends, like give them a call and hearing like another thing too, when you talk to a person, like they can text you and tell, tell you everything's fine and they're having a great day. And then you talk to them on the phone, they're bawling their eyes out and everything is not okay. I've also gone to sending voice messages because I'm just like, Hey, I just want you to know that I'm thinking of you. Yes. And I just wanted to hear your voice. And like, cause I, I get I get that people aren't into phone calls. I'm like, no. you know, the 90s is coming back in fashion, yes. so phone calls are going to come back. Bring back phone calls and landlines <laughs> because where I live, the service sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to touch base on relationships. Um, okay, I'm just going to read some of my notes that I had for this. Relationships. Men and tequila, two things we don't chase. <laughs> yes, good tequila <laughs> should be smooth and not need a damn lime or salt. Just like the right man shouldn't need to be chased either. What I mean by this is don't chase men who aren't putting in any effort. My God, I seriously wish I could shake younger Cassie for this. I talk to so many guys who just give me crumbs and keep me on the line and drag me along when I should have valued myself worth more and said, bye, listen to your gut. Don't change for men. Someone will love you for who you are. Not when you have abs, not when you wear cool clothes, not when your hair is a certain color. I used to think like, oh, I wonder what color he thinks my hair looks better in. Maybe I should dye my hair. Different. Like, <laughs> what? No. What the frig? Um, don't cut your bangs after a breakup. Just don't. Oh, I've yeah, done no. it. Don't do it. Um, literally, like, the next day, what did I do? <laughs> Set boundaries young and stick to your boundaries. Um, go for the nice guy. There's nothing wrong with that. Find someone who is consistent, available, reliable, and predictable. So just remember CARP. And when you're, you know, you're dating in the wonderful world of dating, what it is right now, look for someone who is consistent, available, reliable, and predictable. Do those exist? I don't know, but that's what I'm looking for. You should look for it. Yeah. I'm looking for it 32. Another thing, the universe or God has three answers. Yes, not right now. I have something better. Be patient. Remind yourself of this when you don't get what you want. And I think that that's a big thing because people are like, oh my God, why isn't this working out? What's wrong? What's wrong? Like, you don't want to force that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, everyone keeps telling you when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You'll find the right guy, blah, blah, blah. And so it's either a yes, not right now, or I got something better. Just be patient. But we can definitely take a deeper dive than my quick cold notes here on relationships. Um, what do you want to talk about relationships, Kath? Well, my best friend Courtney said she was going to write a book called the red flags I chose to ignore. Oh man, I feel like we could all like include a chapter <laughs> of our own things. This has been forty-one years of of relationships. 
you know, and uh, I, I think, I think so much of my learning has been happened in the, like the last 10 years, Totally. but I completely, completely agree with you. Like you have to show interest, but don't chase. And I just have different expectations now. Like Cassie knows me. So I went through a really bad breakup this year mm-hmm. and, um, while caring for a terminally ill, um, parent as well, like 2021 was, you know, oh. it really like stuck it to me. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I spent a lot of time and I know this sounds crazy, but lots of times in relationships, the work that you have to do is on yourself. Like a lot of the peace I had to make was with like how I allowed myself to be treated and how I allowed myself to be talked to, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah, you can be angry at that person for those things, but like you had a part in that too. And the red flags I chose to ignore. I think I just had this idea a lot of times in the relationships I've been in, I've had this idea. Women fall in love with potential so easily. Stop it. Stop <laughs> doing that. We can pick a prospect. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've got a nice rear end. and uh, no. <laughs> On paper, it might work out. But, like, with that human, too, is just... I think too, we should support too, that just like women who want to be single and not have relationships Mm -hmm. or not have children Mm -hmm. or, you know, lesbian relationship, whatever, like just do you, right? You do you. But, you know, I think you really, I I wish I could, if I could tell my younger self anything, it's just like, I wish I had more boundaries. I wish I was like, not trying to be such a people pleaser, mm-hmm. whether that be friends, family, or the people I was in relationships with. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. All of it. Like <laughs> <laughs> now we are on this great break and great learning. <laughs> yeah. It's winter time. Everybody's all cuffed and cuddling what, on a couch yeah. and we're not. Once I became single again, I was like, whoa no this ain't that bad (laughs) no I enjoy being single to the point in fact my therapist is like I think that I could see you being very comfortable with being single for a long time so maybe you should try to get out there and I'm like yeah I was single for three years at one point I loved it you do get comfortable right and then you have to learn on how to share space with another human being and that's that's difficult on the best of days but like also try to live your life and them live their life and coexist with now each other. you know i i've heard that home builders are building two master suites in new homes and i'm like hey that doesn't sound too shabby no my because i definitely like i'm not a I like not a man hater love men want to be again in a relationship one day but just not any day soon but yep. also could they just have their own house yeah just you stay over there we <laughs> meet up sometimes and then you go back over there. Papa and Grandma, they li- they ended up in separate rooms. Yeah. I, sl- I don't sleep great with someone in my bed, whether See, it's my like, friends or a man. Like, in too my, In my lifetime of, you know, being kind of the hairdresser in, in like, the horse industry, mm-hmm. you know, you hear everything, you know mm-hmm. everything, and you pride yourself on confidentiality. But, man, what you talk about behind closed doors is not, like, the picture that you outwardly oh, no. project. But, you know, and that's what I think. I think, and I also just think, like, if you are a woman and listening to this and we're talking about relationships, like, know that if you think you deserve better, you do deserve better. Like, I, you know, I got to a point and sometimes I would be like, would a better man treat me like this? And it's like, oh, if the answer is, well, then that's like a red flag I chose to ignore. Right? By Courtney. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, Courtney. We're giving you all the credit. <laughs> Don't ignore red flags in yeah. relationships and have better expectations. Exactly. And yeah, that was another thing when you said on social media, like, if not everything is as it seems on social media, whether no. it's like just a person in general and like, oh, she dresses so great and blah, 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 whatever you think of some somebody, you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on with them. But even relationships, like, oh, I think the Joneses look so happy together. They have the best marriage. Like, I wish that I could have what they have. And then you find out like, no, she's cheating and he's cheating and yeah. or one's abusive or one's an alcoholic. Like, you don't actually know everyone's story 100%. So exactly. And if you're not, ready to be in a relationship don't be in one yeah right like yeah be yeah learn how to thing. be learn how to be by yourself if you're not ready to be in a relationship and everyone always reminds me like stop trying to look stop trying to rush it and not that I'm trying to rush it I just feel like you know the, t- the clock is ticking for me but at the same time like when things are meant to happen they'll just happen and there's no sense of being like well that guy looked at me, so he's probably into me, and I should probably date him. And I think I'll just propose to him to get the ball rolling. And you know, like you don't need to be in a rush with this Definitely kind of stuff not. because, oh yeah. I mean, knows? the Golden Girls were on to something as well. I think so. And in my life, I've always had this thought where I didn't have this. You know, like people say, like, oh, since I was a little girl, I like dreamed of my wedding, mm-hmm. and I never knew. Like, I know. I'm competent and I could be a really great mom, mm-hmm. but I never had that like wish or want to like, I don't know. Cause mostly cause it's fear-based because you know, this the world's crazy, but I've always, I think I'd be a great grandma. I want to be a grandma. And so there has to be a step in there. I'm probably going to just inherit children. Yeah. Or you can, you'll be a stepmom and then they're, they're kids. Well, yeah, exactly. I'll inherit them that way. Yeah. And then I'll be a cool grandma because exactly. I think I'd make a rad grandma. I think so too. I think I'm just really good at being Auntie Cassie at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm a good aunt too. Yeah. 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 I am an aunt and I do, I really like that, especially when he's going buck wild. Like when they came over Christmas and my whole house was like full yeah. of family. I thought, wow, it's fabulous not having children at this <laughs> moment. I, and I have so many, like, it's like horses. I don't have any horses in my life, but I borrow everybody else's. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with kids. Yeah, there you go. And I even borrowed someone's husband the other day in a right. non-creepy non way. But when you are a single independent woman, sometimes there's things that you're like, I couldn't, I was telling Cassie this, that I had sn- I have a flat roof house. And I needed to get the snow off of it. And I thought, how am I going to get up a ladder? And, you know, this was something that my partner used to do. It would have been you and I up there. Yeah, it would have, I was thinking that. I was like, if I get up the ladder by myself and the ladder falls, I'm going to have to call Cassie. <laughs> She'll have to drive over. So somebody lent me their husband and he came over and she came over and we got to have like a good conversation and um, he helped me out. So And what a nice guy. Yeah. Lend out your husbands to your single friends in for like, you know. <laughs> Wait, that that didn't sound right. (laughs) For whatever you're into, I don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Maybe edit that part out. No, we're leaving it. We're leaving it. It's funny. I love it. That's so funny. Okay. Anything else you want to touch base on relationships with? No, that could be a whole podcast. And that really, it could be. Yeah. I think, I think that you just need to know that. You know, we're all just doing the best we can with what we have. You know, sometimes you're the problem and just like set better expectations for yourself. And that's one thing that I definitely have learned as I've gotten older is like, I just have different expectations now. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially going from like your twenties into your thirties and into your forties. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, skincare, my short and sweet version, wear the sunscreen, wear the friggin' sunscreen, stay out of the sun and take your makeup off at night. There's so many nights I slept with makeup on and it is so bad. And the sunscreen, like I've grandma always used to bug me about her sunspots that she had on her arms from being like long sun exposure. I'm like, grandma, you're so beautiful anyways. Mm -hmm. And she just friggin' hated them. And I'm getting a couple on my face and they're not just my freckles. Cause like, I do have freckles. I always have had them, but I've got these couple spots here and I know that that's from sun exposure. Mm -hmm. And so I am always using my CeraVe face moisturizer with an SPF in it. And I try to do that religiously or in the sun, like wearing hats, wearing sunglasses, staying in the shade. I used to, how many times have I post that I have burnt my body to a crisp? Yeah. And that's like, that's so bad. It is so it's bad. It's so bad. And so last summer, like if I had a tan, it's because it was a, a, a spray tan or mm. something else because I wasn't putting myself in the sun like that. Or if I did, I was wearing long sleeves and a hat. And I know mm. that's not really practical when it's plus 30 outside, yeah. but being covered up and getting out of the sun for skincare. I my, think. my grandma was the exact same way. It's funny that you say that because she's always like, oh, look at my hands. I hate my hands. And in aging, you do, your hands are like one thing. I am, shout out to Courtney again because she introduced me to Arbonne mm-hmm. at a pretty early age. Mm-hmm. And I would say that like, we don't realize the, how important moisturizer is. And now, now you notice, now I notice with like my guy friends too. Yeah. Like, Lord, let me help you. You need some moisturizer. <laughs> and our skin would be so dry and we didn't want to use moisturizer because we thought it would like make it worse. Yeah. But really your skin was just like screaming for help. Helping. <laughs> and being Canadian, like yeah. Alberta winters, I know that so you bad. guys can probably identify with this, but I don't even know if there's like an extra moisture skin cream. That's good, that's good enough. And yeah. drink water. Your water yes. needs skin or your skin needs your water. Your skin needs water. Yeah, yeah. Like three to four liters a day. Yeah. Like I always used to think that I drank enough. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I was only drinking like one or two, maybe. And that wasn't every day. Have you seen that like tweet or meme that was like, I have a headache. Is it because I haven't drank enough water or I've had too much caffeine or not enough caffeine or the impending sense of doom in the world. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that's <all> it. <laughs> I think that sometimes when my skin's really dry, it's like, oh, I need to drink more water. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. But you know what? Don't take your makeup off. If you've gone on a bender or you're in Vegas <laughs> or you're at Pinocchio Stampede and it's Saturday night, like life's not going to end if you don't take your makeup off no. once in a while. Yeah. But don't make it a habit. Don't make it a habit. You yeah. will. Uh, you will. This is about like what we would tell our younger self. And yeah, we would tell our younger self that. Also, I would tell my younger self, like, God, do you remember how much we used to tan? Like, yes. Like how orange we wanted to be. Yes. And you look at old pictures and you're just like, what? Yes. What were we doing? Oh, it was bad. Yeah. I was very tan. Mm-hmm. I looked like I was a different ethnicity. Like, it was bad. I want to be tan. Like, I want to be a little tan because I am a plus size woman and it's like, I always look feel better and look better when I have a little bit of a tan yeah but now I just you know now I just use fake tan yes use the fake tan it is so much better for you I mean I'm sure there's chemicals and crap in it but Mm -hmm. it's I think better than getting the sun exposure and damage that we've been getting one more thing about skincare sometimes you know it doesn't have to be the most expensive skincare just like find something that works with you and your skin yeah 100 percent. and also I've got I've had friends that I've had like cystic acne or whatever else going on and sometimes it's not just like what you're putting on your skin sometimes it can be like what you're oh, eating maybe you have an allergy yeah. to something go stress. to a dermatologist Ugh. stress go to a dermatologist go talk to your doctor and see what's going on mm-hmm. get testing done because 
And to have to deal with that all the time, not worth it, not fun. Also, handy tip, just carry some baby wipes in your vehicle. Yeah. If you need to wipe your face off when you're driving home from wherever you were on the weekend or whatever's going on, it just feels nice to have a fresh face. Travel makeup wipes now. Yes. Now there's like really no excuse. We no. should be able to, yeah, have them. That's like that's a pro tip though. Also, when yeah. you're traveling and partying, is like take your beauty blender and some foundation and a little travel size of moisturizer, put yeah. it in your bag. Yes. So like you can take your makeup off, you can put a little bit back on. Yeah, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Okay, family. All I wrote down for family was spend time with them and call them and listen to your mom. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Family's a tight, you know? Family can be tough for so many people. Like, some people are like, you know, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, so make the best of it. But then there have got friends that don't have good relationships with their family, and that's okay, too. Like, to each their own. Everyone has a different story, different circumstances that they've lived with before. So, like, there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to relationships with family members. But... I don't know, like, I love my grandparents dearly. I grew up in their house for the first few years, and then we moved down the road, but we were always, like, spent summers with them. I was very close with them. Even in my teenage years, early 20s, I'd go visit my grandparents all the time. Now I live in my grandma's house. She passed away last spring, and, like, man, and I kick myself and think, like, I should have went and visited more. I should have called more. But at the same time, grandma was always, like, send me pictures and call me once in a while. Like, I'm glad you're out living your life. You can't be here every day, but... Man, there's this one video, what was it? It had some like slower music playing and it's like someone videoing across the parking lot, these two younger boys eating ice cream with their grandparents. And Mm -hmm. it was like, I wonder if these boys know like these are the best days of their lives. Cause like, I mean, okay, again, lots of people don't have a relationship with their grandparents. I was really lucky that I did and I miss them every day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like if you love your grandparents, you haven't talked to them in a while, call them. They love phone calls. I feel like you should also be very open to your relationship changing with your family. Like yes. I had like the best childhood and I am a child of divorced parents. Mm-hmm. And for a long while, my relationship with my parents or one of my parents was very, like I didn't have a relationship with them. Yeah. And then as you get older, like things, things change. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think like, Unless there was, like, any sort of, like, you know, emotional, physical abuse or whatever. I really think that, you know, making time for your family, if I could share one thing at all, it would be, like, even if you don't live close to your family, try to choose one day a year that you make it home to them. You know, Mm -hmm. like, whether that day is, you know, we always feel so much stress about, like, getting home for Christmas or getting home for Easter or Thanksgiving, like, just choose one day to yeah. make there's 365 days in the year there's no reason why I think we can't make it home to see our family spend time with our family but like I said as long as there's like no you know yes. any sort of thing yeah. but you really should because one thing that I learned is when you get older you're gonna have to take care of your parents yes like you really <laughs> are yep and it's challenging. It's like one thing that we don't realize. So it's like, I'm really thankful for all those opportunities. Like I'm thankful that I get to be here in my parents' life mm-hmm. when they, when they need me most. But mm-hmm. I do, I feel a sense of like what you said with your grandma too. It's like, you wish you would have been there more. I think we all feel that way, yes. but I do think you should like really try to make it one year, once a year, Mm-hmm. Some people are so blessed to be, live, like, across yeah. the yard from their family. Yeah. And lots of times in those situations, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I wish I wasn't seeing them. But, yeah, I think family is so important. And your people that you make your family are mm-hmm. 
those are, sometimes I think my family is like just the people I know. You yeah. Know? I mean, I have blood family too, but I have, I have divorced parents and neither of them remarried. So yeah. it's like, I come from a long line of like lone wolves. Yeah. And so we just, our family doesn't look like a traditional family setting. Yeah. Right. But I still so appreciate them and try to like force them all together. occasionally. Yes. Which is good for them. Yeah. 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 Christmas was good. Do you know what you. changes family? Grandkids. Because yeah. I don't know about any other family out there, but like my divorced parents who never got along, as soon as now they have a grandkid, it's like I, I drove from Edmonton to Calgary with them both in the same vehicle. And I was just like, this is this is the twilight zone. But grandkids change everything. Yeah. Not that I'm having grandkids anytime soon, but yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure someone listening identifies with yes, this. So if definitely. you identify with this, leave leave a comment. Let yes, us know. Exactly. Let us know. <laughs> um, where was my next one? Finances and debt. Pay off your debt. Pay into a tax-free savings account or an RSP. I talked about this with Marissa F on another podcast. So again, you can find her um marissa f financial advisor on facebook or instagram just get a hold of her and talk to her about these kinds of things she'll really tell you to have life insurance and a will set up and to be putting some money aside because i mean with the day and age of this world and i'm not going to get into politics and whatever but like is the government going to take care of you when you're old necessarily (laughs) who knows when the time comes right um think about retirement your future early have some investments don't get caught up in materialistic things or trying to keep up with the joneses don't care about what car you drive. All that matters is it gets you from A to B. Like, spend your money wisely and be good with your money. That's so easy for us to say now. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Back, is so like, easy. my line of credit, I got my line of credit because I wanted to buy a truck to be able to pull my horse trailer so I didn't always have to rely on other people. Mm-hmm. Well, then I found it was more fun to be going with other people and I always had people to go with. So I was like, oh, okay. Sold the truck, bought horses with it. And then eventually, you know, sell a horse, buy another one, sell a horse, buy another one. And then yeah. I'm like, well, I'm fraternitying on Stella. I'm going to pay these bigger entry fees. Well, I'm rely on the line of credit. Yeah. Oh, I got vet bills to pay. I got a line of credit. You know what? Nope. Live within your means, man. Live within your means. I mean, yeah. That's, that's easy for us to say now, but yes. like my younger self just like so often. Do you know, so many people like I say, like you haven't, have you been broke ass broke? Like I've been so broke ass broke where I had to siphon gas out of my ride on lawnmower to put it into my Jeep. Like when I was in my twenties, you know, like I have been broke ass broke and I think you have an appreciation to making things happen. But Mm -hmm. one thing I, I completely agree with you and I wish I could tell my younger self is like debt is not a debt. We treat it like a dirty secret and Mm -hmm. everybody has it. And instead of, um, I don't know about other people, but like, if there's a, big problem in my life I like to ignore it that's my yeah. go-to it's like yeah. well if I don't look at it and I don't think about it it'll go away it, you know it's just not going to be affecting my life and you know I wish I would have got one of the biggest life lessons that I learned in my life is is reaching out for help with debt and I hope people if you are listening and you have ever been in this situation but I was in I wasn't in a bad debt situation. I didn't even have like a lot comparatively to people mm-hmm. my age, but it's like one of those situations where you're caught on the wagon of I'm only paying my, like my interest. Mm-hmm. Like it's not getting, I'm not paying yeah. any, like I can make my payments, but it's not going anywhere because I'm only paying the interest. And I reached out to the credit in Canada. We have the credit counseling society of um, Canada 
And I wish I would have done it. Like they consolidated my debt, put it over four years. And I wish I would have done it like eight years. Yeah. (laughs) To pay it all off. But I think when we're young and just going through the motions and like trying to pay for school and, you know, using our credit cards to go to Vegas or, you know, so I would, I do not regret any of the experiences that I had or, um, cause I credit, I had a couple credit cards and I had a line of credit too. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't take any of that back. Like, no, I love the things that I did yes. and man, I made some bad decisions, but I had good times doing them <laughs> and I bought some stupid shit, <laughs> but like it comes to a point. I just, I wish I would have known at a younger age that like, I thought I was alone in the world with like this crippling debt. And then when I started talking about it and telling people like working on it, like oh my god like people are laughing at me you're like you think that's dead yeah you know yeah and I think a lot of people need to hear that because yeah it, we treat it like a dirty secret yeah. and it's not that way but you're right like try to if I could if I could tell people one thing and tell my younger self one thing it'd be like make at least make the minimum payment make all your credit card payments on time because it's important for yeah. like you you don't think about it when you're young. No. You're just like, should I buy groceries, gas, or pay my credit card? One of them's going to wait, and it's going to be my credit card. But yeah. try to make your minimum payment. Yes. Pay, make it on time. Don't accept every credit credit increase. Like no. now, oh my God. now that I'm like turned 40, now I'm like, I don't want to use my credit card. Like yeah. I, you know, I've, I've gotten myself into better situations, but I don't use my credit card. I was like, can I send you an e-transfer? Like, is there an option for paying this? Because mm-hmm. I like to know when I have no money, I have no money. Like exactly. That's- <laughs> and that's it. Stop spending. You're not yeah. to spend. And I think with horses, especially in this industry, mm-hmm. man, we can get down, like, we can get down a pretty fast trail fast. It's like yep. to keep going. And we should be grateful that sometimes that line of credit is there and yes. stuff. But, you know, eventually you got to, like, start hacking away at it. So, yes. And put money away. I think sometimes the Western industry, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the Joneses and the not-so-Joneses. Like, yeah. don't try to kill yourself to keep up with the Joneses because they're probably, like, credited out to the max, too. Yeah, you just don't know. Everyone's mm. situation's so different. Don't, like, be too hard on yourself, but, like, definitely keep track of your stuff. Like, I've had an Excel spreadsheet, so I know where all my money is going, what bills I've paid, like, how much money I'm going to have if I continue this spending pattern by next week or the week after, mm-hmm. like, and that's really helped me. But I'm also kind of like weird about, I like tracking things. I like lists. I like spreadsheets, obviously. OCD. No, just... Whatever. My therapist no. never said that I was. So, but yeah, like it's yeah. good to keep track of your finances. It's good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, and I don't think that we think about that enough, especially. No. And, and do that with your vet bills too, right? Like, mm-hmm. Keep track of like what you're spending because sometimes when you're putting something off to not spend it, you should have just spent it in the beginning. Yeah. And pay your vet bills. You guys pay yes. your vet bills. Can you pay your farrier, pay your vet, yes. pay your equine dentist, pay your equine sports therapist? When I was in a full-time business, the worst part about being self-employed was you know, a lot of my debt comes from that. A lot of my debt comes from being self-employed and like waiting to get paid from someone or yeah. you like show up. They're like, oh, I actually can't pay you till like the 14th. And it's like, oh, I have rent to pay too, you know? Yeah. But I know it and knowing my vet friends, just like how many people feed company, pay your yeah. feed bill. Yeah. Like all of it. Those people are waiting to be paid and you need to, you need to pay them. And yeah. And I would, if I could like 
say anything to my younger self. Like, I knock on wood, I, I think it did a pretty good job of, like, keeping everybody happy and keeping everybody paid. But if you get, if you've, like, made mistakes in your life and, you know, you know, you owe someone money, when you get to that point in your life where you have that money, just write that wrong. Like, yes. send send them money orders. <laughs> give yeah. When you see them at the rodeo or the jackpot, like, give them the 50 bucks that you owed them from five years ago. Like, yep. that's just, like good human exactly i agree expectations and deadlines now of course with deadlines like if it's a something with your job like yeah follow that deadline but like expectations don't put them on yourself quit thinking you need to have it all at 25 or your life is over because it's not like we put such hard expectations on yourself it's like would you have those hardship expectations or would you talk that way of yourself or of your friend to the other face like why are you doing that to yourself and just stressing yourself out that much more of course like yeah, having a healthy guideline for things, that's realistic. But as we talked earlier about pivoting and being able to have changes, like, it's okay. Things I think, can change. I think we all have this, you know, growing up, we have this idea. It's like, like you said, I think I'll be married by this age. Yes. I have chil- I would, I thought I would have had children by now or like, yeah. I wanted to go to the NFR or CFR by the time I was this, like those, I think it's, I think it's healthy to have goals. Yeah. But it's it's also dangerous to put an expectation on yourself that, you know, and I also feel about people who come from families like that, you know, like their grandpa, their great grandpa, yeah. they all went to the CFR and it's on them to go to the CFR or, you know, mm-hmm. or my grandpa was a successful cattle businessman. And, you know, I, I think we put these expectations on ourselves and our families and like, you you as you get older you realize they're like oh we're all just trying to do the best that we're trying to do yeah you know 100 percent. yeah and also what if you don't want to like live within that expectation right like my like I'm kind of a good example of it when I was in school my mom worked for when I when I would go to school it was like of the age where you never took a year off between high school and college it's like you went to high school, you graduated, you went to college, you graduated college, you got a job and you worked that job yeah. until retirement. And then you retired. Yep. And my mom works for the federal government and my dad worked for oil and gas. My sister was becoming a petroleum geologist to work in oil and gas. And it was like, we're Albertan. This is what you do. Get a job with the government, get a job in oil and gas, yep. have stability forever until yep. you can retire. And I was like, I think I want to hug horses. Yeah. That sounds like a really good <laughs> that was not the expectation that was put upon me and I would hear it a lot you know I think it changed like specifically with my dad when I started working on resources and he'd be like he knew a horse that I had in that he was you know he's like oh so you worked on so-and-so's horse or like I'd see him I'd run into him at the track and stuff but I mean at the end of the day your family just wants what's best they just want you to be safe they want you to be taken care of but I think it's your life to live. And I I think that we put too many expectations on, on ourselves. Yes, I agree. Okay. Career. Careers change often. We change all the time as people and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I never went to school right after high school because I didn't know what I was going to do. And I myself knew that I was going to pay for it by myself and take out loans and have all that debt. And I was like, well, why would I go take something if I know, if I don't know exactly what it is that I want to go and take. Mm -hmm. So I just like, went and got jobs and whatever. Like I worked at the car dealership. I worked for Halliburton in the shop, painting drill bits and fixing drill bits, shipping them, whatever. 
I tried waitressing once that did not pan out. <laughs> I am one of those people, like I should have turned around and like, I just couldn't handle weird dudes touching me or being like, hey babe, can you get me a drink? Like, no, Ron, I can't get you a freaking drink. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> but instead I should have turned around and been like, yeah, sweetie, no problem. And he'll tip me more. I just, I'm No, I don't person. think you should ever allow someone to touch you. No, <laughs> you but like. Um, I get what you're saying. I didn't yeah, see where exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never found a career. And then, I mean, I worked for Mammut, Heavy Hall and Crane Company um, for like six, seven years. And then that fell apart. I got laid off. And then I was unemployed for a year. And then thankfully this job fell into my lap and I absolutely love it. And yeah. I'm, do I call this my career? Like, I don't know. I didn't go to school. Does that define what a career is? Whatever. Let's call it my career because I love it and yeah. I'm not changing it anytime soon. But like, things change like totally like how many times jobs change or I've got friends who go to school for something like even yourself you went to school for egg business and major yeah. in finance but you don't do that no and, I, and I, as a matter of fact it turned out I was terrible at finance there you go I mean <laughs> but that's how things change right yeah. like I went that's the first time I went to school then I went back to school to become an equine sports therapist and mm-hmm. and but the jobs that I worked in that time like oh I worked everything like I was a legal assistant I had never gone to school for mm-hmm. like I had never taken a program to do anything but I've worked in like three different law firms my current position I worked in communications mm-hmm. I didn't go to school for communications and and but turns out I'm like I have natural talent for it I'm good at it yes. and like even in my position working for a nonprofit, like you have to do a lot of things you know <laughs> you do a lot of things that you know every all hands on deck but yeah. you know I had to write work with the government and I had to write a grant. I never, I, I don't know anything about grant writing, but you know, I'm capable. I know I'm capable. Yes. And I think that's the thing is over time, um, you, things change all the time. And I love being, I did love being self-employed. I do like, if given the option, I think it'd be, I love the stability of having like a nine to five. And yeah. you know, the biggest thing is like when you get a nine to, when you've been self-employed and then you get like a nine to five or just you're employed, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's, a mysterious lump sum of money that ends up in my bank account every two weeks and I didn't have to chase anybody for it. Yeah. It's like health and dental benefits. What? Like when I was self-employed, when I look like for a friend with benefits, it was like health and dental, not Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and now I think I'm still only like I just turned 40. I'm 41. Yeah. I'm like there's a lot of life left to live. I still don't actually know if I know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Yeah. And I think that I'm not, not enough young people think that, you know, they're yeah. just like, Oh, now like this is my path. And yeah. But I yeah. Have to go to school and find one career to have for the rest of my life. Yeah. And you know? I think my dad being in oil and gas was like, Oh, you know, being oil and gas, it's dependable. It's like, eh. it's <laughs> turns, out, turns out. I think a lot of people are finding that. Yeah. And we, how about we just live in an age now where there's so many other options. Like, an influencer wasn't a thing before. You yeah, know? and when like, you shared a New York Times article where it was showing that like these TikTokers are making more than like CEOs of major companies, yes. like millions of dollars in a year for dancing and doing whatever on an app. Like, we're TikTok fans because I learn a lot of things oh, on TikTok. Where there's TikTok dogs and funny things and whatever. But like those people that are doing those things, mm-hmm. they're like cooking, or I guess the original ones are just like doing dances. And yeah, they make millions of dollars. Like. Mm-hmm. The, the think, article is like they make more than the average CEO, and, yeah. and that's how quickly our 
our lives are changing. I, I think I think that jobs going forward, I know that you and I are huge fans of Gary Vee too, yeah. like Gary Vaynerchuk. And oh, my good friend Cassie took me to see Gary Vaynerchuk this yeah. year, last year too. But he talks about that too. It's like, you know, should you go to school? Is How much value is in it, you mm-hmm. know? And what really industry do you want? I think now we're faced with a lot of things too with career. There's a lot of work from home options yeah. that never were an option before yeah you know of course all this is us speaking from our own experiences and like if someone is going to school or you have gone to school like 100 great that you can never take your education away and you'll always have that like that's amazing or like nurses and doctors obviously you're not just gonna that's not just gonna fall into your lap um you know you have to go to school for those things and if you know that's what you want to do then great but for me Mm -hmm. I had no idea and I didn't want the debt so I never went back and still to this day I don't know what I would do if I were to do it, maybe radio broadcasting, have a Facebook radio. I don't know. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> you are so good at this. But yeah, you don't you don't have to go to school. When I think about if I would go back and do it again, I don't know. First of all, I don't know that I would go back and do it again, but I really like law. I'd probably go into law. I really, But, you know, I don't want to battle anybody in court, but I just like the monotony of putting words together yeah. and stuff. And I think when I when I think about careers that are always going to happen, it's like I have I also have you know I have dogs and we show and breed dogs, um, mm-hmm. and I always thought like people are always going to need dog groomers because people always have dogs and it's really difficult to groom your own dog mm-hmm. most times, especially if you have a dog that cuts your hair. Um, become a hairdresser that specializes in blonde hair because blondes can't live without them. So like, it's like nail techs during COVID, like we found people found like press on nails, but blondes, you're, you're in for that. Yep. There it is. And like, people are always going to need, you know, doctors, nurses, like those, yes. those are awesome areas to get in. But I think people will always, you have like a bunch of different careers over your lifetime. Yeah, I agree. And whether that looks like even having jobs, office jobs, a nine to find job, or as a woman, then you do get married and you have kids. That is a freaking career oh. in itself. And that's probably the hardest job. Like, a lot Definitely. of my friends have kids. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's I, can't, I can't even imagine, like, no. raising four kids. All the power to you, ladies, that do that. Like, yes. that is a full-time job in itself. And so many women who are staying at home have their own little, like, side hustle. Yes. And, you know, like, I think I think it changes over time. Mm-hmm. 100%. And another thing, like, talking about side hustles, like, man, people might want to knock that. Like, why are you knocking it? That someone's yes. at home raising kids and she wants to make a couple extra hundred bucks, thousand bucks. Like, Definitely. You don't know. So support your friends in that. You won't question the Kardashians the Kardashian yeah. when it comes to buying Kylie's lip kits or whatever. Yeah. But then when your friend is selling Arbonne mascara or makeup or Saint or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, you're like, oh no, it's just a, a pyramid thing. I'm not buying it. Well, like, going back into friendship with that, I think like if you, even if, if they're your friends, you should support them regardless. And if you can afford or you don't want to buy what they're buying, at least, like, join their Zoom or go to their party. Or, like, yeah, if you know someone who needs something like that, like, just support them that way. But, yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I am I want to support anybody who's who's trying to Make do it? better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, my best side hustle is selling stuff I don't need on Facebook Marketplace. Yes, which... <laughs> Kathy. Yes. And your Facebook group, like you have a Facebook group. Yeah, the boss people... or whatever. Yeah, where people yep. can sell stuff that they don't need. Yeah. I think that's, Gary Vee always says you have $1,300 lying around your house and it's legit the truth. Totally. Yeah, if you don't need it or you haven't used it, like whether that's 
clothes. I mean, when it comes to clothes, I don't want your garage tank top that you paid five bucks and you're going to try and get five bucks for it. But like items that you're not going to wear, you haven't worn in a year or whatever, Mm -hmm. sell it and make that money and put that money towards your debt or towards a vacation or whatever. You want to go down the rodeo road. Yeah. If you want to go down the rodeo road, do yourself a favor and clean out your trailer and your tack room. Yeah. Start like, and don't sell it dirty. No, put the effort into like wiping it down. Yeah. Put it on Facebook. I promise you, you probably have like $600 lying around that you, and with like in tack. Yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. Things, they're all so expensive. I sold all my stuff when I sold Stella. Yeah. I have nothing left. I think I have her head stall and that's it. But just think of like how much money you have just sitting there that Mm -hmm. you didn't, that you weren't going to use. I think that too, because sometimes when I was like, I'd hold on to tack and stuff like that. It's like, well, you know. I mean, bits are its own monster. Oh, yeah. Those, like, appreciate and, you know, like, the good ones always have value. Yeah. But, like, also some of the tack, especially in the sport of barrel racing, like, fads change. Yep. If you have that in your tack room, get it out and sell it to someone who wants it now before you're, like, I mean, well, I guess I can't say anything because colored jeans are coming back and stuff. Yes, they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your vintage jeans could be making a lot of money yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. You just never know. Um, where are we going to next? Travel. If you can go travel, go learn new languages, experience new cultures. If you have an opportunity that you normally would not take it, go places like not that I'm some worldly traveler, but like Riley McKenzie asked me, Hey, do you want to go and enter the diamonds and dirt, uh, fraternity derby jackpot, whatever down in Texas? I wasn't just going to be able to go there by myself. Of course I said yes. yes. Did I have the money to do it? No, the line of credit sure did. And <laughs> and I probably had some side hustles, whether I was selling Amway at the time or whatever, but I made it happen yes. because that was, an exper- that was a huge experience yes. for me to be able to go down there. I was stalled across from Pete Owen. We get to go into the warm-up arena late at night and watch who's in there. And like, man, that was a cool experience or just like the traveling. I've only gone to like, Mexico, the Dominican. I got to go to England and Scotland right out of high school. My mom's best wow, friend took me yeah. as a grad present. That was amazing. And I got to go see all the castles and cathedrals. And I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Going to Vegas five times. Montana, California. Riley and I drove down. Well, Deb drove the horses down. I flew down. And then we drove back from Texas. Mm-hmm. And there was another time Riley and I bought horses. We drove down together and came back up. I don't know. Just go travel and get outside yes. of your hometown. Yeah. And even like Right now, when it's tough for people to fly and travel places, of course, with everything going on in the world, explore your own province, explore your own country. Like, oh man, the mountains. Go to what? I'm not going to tell. I'm not even going to say my spot that I want to go to this summer. But like, I never want to tell people my spots either. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But go, just like go travel and go see new things. Yes, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Road trips are so much fun. Yes, and I think we're always trying to get out of our own province, but we have so much to see. Now, if you are on the rodeo road, you've probably saw a lot. But I think there's so much value in that too. It's like you've traveled to so many small towns. And you know, like, all the great restaurants or, like, where to get the best coffee. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fun. But, yeah, I I would really encourage people to travel to Europe if they haven't. Because yes. we live, like... It's different. Man, I think about the time that I spent with... Also, my travel connections, lots of this is, is like, things you tell your younger self. A lot of my travel connections and, like, meetings and yada came from people who knew people. Yes. So it's like, you always want to, I love being, I pride myself in being a connector. Yes. Like I want to introduce people. I want to do those kind of things or host people or speak nicely to people and 
meet new people because of all those opportunities that were given to me the same way because of that same way but like when I went to I went to France in December like eight years ago and Sherry had made the NFR and I I've gone to the NFR with my clients lots of times Mm -hmm. and and I chose to go to France to Paris and so I went to um a horse show an Arabian horse show in Paris that I've always wanted to go to Salon de Chevelle. It was like it, it's a rainy horse show, but they have all sorts of. It's like a horse mecca. And then I went. My sister was working in the south of France, and I went down there. And there's a big racetrack, and I spent a week with a a French racehorse trainer. And I just want to tell you how you need to get out of your own country because even like even going to Texas, like the things that happen in Texas aren't the way they happen in the rest of the world, you right. know. And yeah. and I can speak specifically about horse racing but like the horse the the way the horses were trained treated I mean I've even I have friends and clients that have racehorses in Barbados Mm -hmm. and I've been to Barbados to to see racehorses too and like the way they do things is completely different it's like if you only are ever in your bubble that's all you ever know but yeah travel is has so much value I never regret like like you said we're still paying off our experiences and our horses but I never regret an experience, Me you know, like even, even if it is, even if it is Vegas, like when I got to Vegas in December, I was like, oh, you drive from the airport to your hotel and you're like, oh, Vegas, you're still kind of a shithole, <laughs> but shit it, you know, there's so, there's so much value in the travel and the people that you see mm-hmm. and just remind you like, oh, you know, where I live isn't that bad. There is value where I live too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone always shits on Edmonton, but you know what? I love Edmonton. Oh, I love Edmonton. Oh. Like the River Valley is so beautiful. Yes. I think people who, when I first moved to Edmonton, back to Edmonton, I I felt the same way. I hated it. I was like, ugh, I don't want to move back to Edmonton. I live so close to the mountains in Calgary. Like I live in God's country. Yeah. And then I just decided not to hate it and try to look for all the great things about it, which is how we found all those like amazing coffee shops, tacos places. Yes. Like you and I pride ourselves on finding like brunch spots and yeah, yeah. There's things. so many things to to yeah travel. Do all the traveling. Yeah, whether that's in your own home province, town, city, mm-hmm. whatever, or getting out and going and seeing things. Yeah, and so if what, you're going down the road or you're going to a fraternity down south or something, like just remember to look around when you're going. Like yeah, and appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, health. <laughs> The drinking and shit food will catch up with you. Um, no, don't say that. <laughs> exercise for heart health and overall health. Drink more water. When you're young and you think that coffee is the ultimate adult drink, and then you get older and you're like, no, it's definitely alcohol. But then you realize it's been water all along. Legit. <gasps> that is legit. Yeah. I think like with healthy eating, like it was hard for me the last few years with my job where it's like, I'm not, I wasn't always packing a lunch with me. So what does every small town have? Well, like almost an A&W everywhere you go or Tim Hortons and like, really? How healthy is that stuff? Don't get me wrong. I love the chicken McMuffin. Oh man, sign me up. I miss them so much. Like they were my favorite. And when I started this job, I'd get like a team burger and I'd get onion rings. I was obsessed (laughs) with onion rings. I gained 10 pounds the first year of working that job. On the road. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Yeah. But like, then it's like, oh, it's really not that hard to do meal prep and pack something that's healthy and it's not going to cost you money. That mm-hmm. also helps, right? But I don't know, like, uh, drinking water versus just drinking like a fish all the time. Like when you're young and in your 20s, you want to have fun. You want to go drinking. There's, yeah, sure, go have fun. But within 
reason, like you don't moderation. Need to be, yeah, you don't need to be black. I, mean, I don't think moderation is something you learn until you're in your like thirties, anyways. Like I still have to learn that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're doing better. <laughs> Just joking. I think yeah. If I could tell my younger self something, it would be to make peace with like food and my body. Yeah. Like last year in my when I turned forty, I didn't have like. I just decided I was going to work on things. And so I hired a nutritionist and I hired her for the whole year. And I was just blown away at like the ideas in my mind of what I thought health was and, and like my idea of food. My friend Courtney and I talked about it the other day and our parent, our moms have been on a diet our whole life. Like, and I know I'm not like, and that's, that's nothing against our moms. Like that's just like the culture and society. Mm -hmm. But I had written down chicken and salad isn't diet food because all the time I think like, well, I'm just going to have a chicken breast and salad, but that there's no nutritional value to it. So it's like, if I could tell my younger self something, it would be like, make peace with food and learn more about food because what we, what I, what I learned and what I was taught, like I thought I was taught like potatoes were the devil. Yep. You know what I mean? Like potatoes were the devil. And now my nutritionist so often is like when she sends me, recipes or a meal plan it's like potatoes have such like they have a role yes they have a role exactly <laughs> they, they have a role in your diet and you know finding food and and just like we could plug our friend stacy yes. and eat clean because you know if you if you are not a cook and you can't meal prep like there's lots of great companies that can do it yes, for you exactly and to circle back when i was broke ass broke <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta eat what you've been. Yes, it does happen <laughs> if you're broke ass and if that's where like, you're at, that's fine. You know? Otherwise, yeah, spend the money. Go to bite me meals and yeah. get those healthy meals or have a nutritionist and do that. But your body is a temple or whatever you want to go with. But like ultimately, this is the ship that's taking you home through life. Definitely. You need I, to take care of it. I can say that I am not my most healthy right now, even at 41. But now I think about my um, dad. <laughs> so. My dad is so funny. He he had a lot of health challenges last week mm-hmm. or this last year. And he he's 72 and he's like, like, Kathy, I just feel like my body failed me. Like, how could my body fail me? I was like, Joe, you have been, you smoking. He eats KFC like it's a full-time job and drinks more Pepsi. Like, you should be thankful your body took you on this ride. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Liked it as well as it as it did. But I think, yeah, I think we can all health looks like different to so many people. I yes. think I think like I bought a, a treadmill last year too. And just like getting out and moving and Walking, so many yes. like if you have a horse at home, you're so lucky to get out and and do those kind of kind of things. But I would say like if I could tell my younger self one thing about health, it would be to make peace with food or just learn about it. Don't not be afraid of it because yeah, we are afraid of like, instead of having no bread at all, like why don't you just have like a really good, like I have like a really good loaf of frozen sourdough in the fridge. And so when I want to have toast, I can have a piece of toast. It's not going to like end my life. It's not the end. Also, I wish I could, could have told my younger self that the Kardashians were going to (laughs) happen because I grew up in like the era of Kate Moss and my last name is Butkovic. So there was no hope for me to ever have a small butt, you know, it's like, and I think that's a really cool part about being alive right now is there's so many like body positivity, whatever that looks like, you know, like there's like skinny champions. There's like plus size. I, I tell Fallon all the time that like, I'm so 
proud of her for having a full range, like ranch dressing, her clothing company, mm-hmm. like comes from double zero mm-hmm. to like size 26. Yes. And there are, there, look in our Western industry, there's like, that doesn't exist. And I no. think that's so awesome. Double zero to 26. Yeah, that is great. Mm-hmm. That one's awesome. Um, health. Okay. We talked about that mental health. I have advocated for people to get therapists for years, but did I ever follow my own advice? <laughs> no. And then when last year I had the worst life or year of my life, so grandma passed away in the springtime, boyfriend and I broke up, and then seven days later, my dog of, that I had for nine years passed away, and I was in shambles, a complete, absolute disaster. I couldn't eat for two weeks. I couldn't function. It was horrible. And then my friend was like, here's a phone number of my therapist. She's on the South side of Edmonton. You should probably go and see her. And I'm so glad that I did because as much as you can talk to your friends about things, like it's nice to have someone who doesn't know the ex who doesn't know the other side and just can listen to you. And it's not that they're going to give you advice and tell you, well, this is, you have to do this, this, and this. It just, they kind of give you suggestions and give you books to read and give you other things. And sometimes just being heard is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we live in a day and age now that there's so many options because I wish everybody could have a psychologist but quite frankly they're $200 an hour oh it's so expensive it's so expensive there's so many barriers to mental health mental health is so important Mm -hmm. and there's so many barriers to mental health but I think the cool thing about being alive right now is that there's so many there's like apps you know what I mean like there's apps for people to talk to there's like calm you know like that that like just meditation apps like you know mental health looks different for every person yeah and I think it's really important like I recently found CBD like the last couple years because I get like the winter blouse a little bit Mm -hmm. and I can't I can't believe what a difference CBD has made in my life you know like it's it's incredible and I think just finding there's a YouTube free YouTube videos to watch like even listen when I don't know about you but like listening to Gary Vaynerchuk Mm -hmm. or like following something that helped my mental health too is like erasing all the people I follow on Instagram yes, that hugely that just were not, I realized like weren't bringing, weren't lifting, weren't bringing value. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it was my choice to follow them. Yep. Right. Yep. So like, I don't know about you, but like it's a full-time job muting and yes, it is. <laughs> unfollowing people. But yeah, I, I think that, and I, the sooner you can do it, like the sooner you can, see someone or learn the tools to having your toolbox yes to deal with things like anger depression like any or mm-hmm. get a diagnosis or mm-hmm. that kind of thing and there's no shame I wish I could tell myself too that there's like no shame in if you need medication in your life yes. to function like there's no shame in that no like just, exactly I think mm-hmm. like older generations like if you had to yeah. be medicated or you had to talk to someone you're crazy where it's like no, there could be a chemical imbalance yeah. that I'm experiencing or whatever else is going on. And so if you need help for that, then get that help. That's fine. And when it comes to therapy, like, yeah, it's $200 a session. Maybe you have benefits that are going to cover it. Totally. Or, oh, okay, you can't afford it, but you can afford to go get your $5 cup of Starbucks every other day mm-hmm. or you're eating out all the time. Like making yourself and your mental health a priority is really important. Yeah. And like 
some people talk about like, oh, well, like I even talk about like, oh, I'll probably go. I should probably go. And then eventually you get to a point where you're like, I need to go and get my life figured out here. Or I need some help with this. And so usually, I'm glad that I did. Usually human nature is like not making a change until it's a crisis. Yes. You know what I mean? And that, that happens, that actually happens with like our animals too. It's like you, you baby along a hor- like an injury or a lameness and then you're like oh it's a crisis like my my horse is three-legged lame and I think it's the same with us we like put off something going to the doctor and and we treat our mental health the same mm-hmm. and I think there's so many options out there too like if you can't afford to go once a month and you don't have benefits there's like great programs I, I try and make my own goals of like doing something that's increasing my mental health or the tools to work with that like once a year like investing in yourself Mm -hmm. and so I was lucky at a young age that I did a a thing with Tony Robbins called date with destiny it was like a five-day intensive thing but I don't I wouldn't recommend that to everybody but that really gave me like the tools like my ex used to say you had like a really opportunity to be like a drug addict and like (laughs) because of like my my upbringing you know like there's a lot of opportunities for me to go down a different path and I didn't choose that path Mm -hmm. and it was because I was given the tools to make better choices function and also recognize those things in myself that I needed to do I mean at the end of the day when you're self-employed you only have yourself to you know yeah oh my boss she's a skank but (laughs) she's not going to give me the day off you know you only have yourself but I think it's so great that there's so much more conversation around mental health. And if we're talking about the rodeo industry, there's so many people and opportunities now mm-hmm. that, you know, there's like personal bests. Like I think of like Paige Lawrence and stuff like she has offers programs to, yeah. with, you know, just there's, there's so many people like podcasts and ways that you can support your mental health. Yeah. You know, if you can't make it to an appointment. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And if you can make it to the appointment, make all the appointments. If you have benefits, yes, use all the benefits. Use them and go, definitely. Yeah. And another thing, like something that I would tell my younger self, like I used to get so much social anxiety around going to, let's say like Pinocchio Stampede. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh, you come to Pinocchio this weekend. It'll be so much fun. You should come. So it's not like you're going with that person, but they're telling you you should go. So you're going to go. And then I would go and I'd kind of float along to like, cause I have a lot of friends or acquaintances, whatever. So I kind of float from group to group. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, okay, well I'm not wasted, but I've definitely had some drinks. So I can't just drive home the hour and a half to go home from Pinoca, but I don't really like, where am I going to go? I, I could have went and tagged along with anybody. Yes. I'm sure of it. But me being in my own head, I just would panic and not know what to do. So I'd call my one friend and he'd take me under his wing and like yeah. whatever. So we'd get to hang out. But like, I would get so stressed out about it to the point one year I booked a trip to the Dominican during the Pinocchio Stampede. So I wouldn't even have to go. So I had nobody telling me that I needed to go because I would get so worked up about it. Now I'm like, if I go, I'll go do my own thing or I've got some Mm -hmm. friends that I know I'm going to bring with me. And if I can't, if I do just bebop around to different groups and I have to leave at the end of the night, I'm fine with that. Like the fear of missing out was so big. FOMO FOMO can create so much anxiety, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think, you know, plus and minus of social media, that does encourage it. You know what I mean? Like Instagram being seen where and, and yeah. how, you know. But I, I I think that people realize, like, there's so many options. When you're in your head, you don't think about it. But when, like, when you're telling me that story, I'm like, 
oh man, I've slept in my Jeep so many times. Yes. Like Jeeps, I call them Jeep sleeps. Jeep sleeps. You know, like if you are financially able, you could go to a hotel room, you yep. know, like there's so many options that you don't think of in the moment because no. you're in the panic. Yeah. But you know, making peace with those things, like this yeah. is about what we would tell our younger selves. Exactly. And you now know? if it comes to Canopus Tempe, like you said, I'll either go or I'll stay home and watch it on the live feed and hang out with my house plants or I'll go golf or something instead. <laughs> like I just don't care at the end of the day. Like sometimes yeah. missing out on things is, is totally okay. I guess like in your twenties, you just want to do all the things and be seen and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I guess in my thirties, I just give less shits. Like, yeah. And we are talking about this, like being in, you being in your thirties and me being 41, but there's so much more life to live too. Like, yeah, we're still going to like party and make mistakes and like, yeah. you know, do all those kind of things. I think of, I have, I'm really lucky to have a lot of older friends and, and I mean like in their seventies too. Mm-hmm. And they have so much wisdom just mm-hmm. like, and, and they, they're still making mistakes, which is really fun too. Yes. Like there is no, yeah, there's no perfection, but, and I think that people need to realize is that people can, you can struggle at any age, right? Like there's people that are just figuring it out now at 60, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, so many, you, you see like so many like parents making peace with their kids of like, I'm sorry I wasn't around or like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't hold on to those things your whole life because it's really only affecting you. And I think, I think that a lot, you know, even in my last year of going everything, everything I did going through stuff with my dad and, you know, my breakup and stuff, but it's like a lot of the things that happened to me weren't fair, but like mm-hmm. life's not fair. You just have to like, it's not fair but yeah and then I think when those things happen instead of being mad about it like look for the lesson what was the lesson what did I learn from this experience because these things aren't just happening to you like I think the universe or God or whatever is like putting these things for you you to learn from them yeah and I think sometimes you can't you you're when you're in it you don't see it like I I try to find something that like some sort of when we talk about mental health like some sort of like self-soothing like, and, and not, I try not to choose, like, a glass of wine, but, like, I try to, like, get really into baths, like, yeah. and, like, a calm bath or watch a movie that I've always watched or something, because, like, when things are happening around you, like, when there's, like, a shit tornado happening around you, you have to hold on to, like, the regular things, and yeah. sometimes that can just be, like, a schedule, like, you know, I always take my dog for a walk at this time or, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and you can, when things are happening when you're in it, you can't see it. So you might not be able to see, you know, there's a lesson here, but all you need to know is you just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yes. <laughs> just, oh my God. Just like, don't try not to make grand thoughts and grand, you know, like just put one foot in front of the other. You'll yes. get through it. You'll get through, You'll get through it. it. We're still living and breathing. You'll, you're going to get through oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you remind it just, if you're going through something, let me just remind you right now that you are a bad bitch and you yes. can get through anything. Yes, exactly. It's like, when did you forget that you're a bad bitch? Because yeah. you're a bad bitch. You can get through anything. Don't forget it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't forget it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay, random, just at random things to tell your younger self. I had quit trying to act older than you are because you're only going to be 16, 18, 14, yeah. whatever for so long. Like, it's crazy how everyone's so young and as it gets younger and younger over the years, they're all trying to act older. Like just be your age and enjoy your age. Um, include those who might get left out of a conversation. Like I've been where people are talking and someone looks like they want to go to talk, but then they get spoke over. Like 
make eye contact with that person and tell them like, no, go on. You can, you can continue that. Like make people feel welcome and part of something because that goes a long way for a person's confidence. Like I've been that person, but I've also been the person to, Mm -hmm. no, I'm listening. What do you have to say? Like you can keep going. I really, it's a, it's a practice, but I really try to introduce people. Yes. Because that's how, that's how that, that was, that grace was given to me. So Mm -hmm. I try to introduce people. So don't assume people know people and yes. don't get me wrong sometimes I like forget names and stuff oh me too but I try to like introduce people and tell something about that person yes to the other person which I know we've talked about yes. before and you should do but like it's I'd be like oh hi you know this is my friend Cassie she has her own podcast and blah 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 blah, blah. you know like yeah. try to introduce people be that be that person and I love that bring bring a person into the group and the conversation yeah you never know the people you talk to and the people you meet, like where you might meet them down the road, mm-hmm. where they might know somebody from that. Like if we're talking about barrel racing and rodeo, cause that's like where we live a lot of the time, but you might not know when you like have a flat tire in a town of a person that you met, maybe you met them at the cabaret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're in Grand Prairie, met some drunk guy at the cabaret who seemed kind of goofy at the time, but like maybe you need some sort of help when you're down the road, exactly. you know, or, maybe somebody knows that you're looking for a new prospect and they know like I can't I can't even tell you how many horses I sold because I just I'm around a lot of horses and I see a lot of horses and I'm lucky that I grew up with horses so I I I like to think I know a lot a little bit about horse flesh too so it's like I've I've sold a lot of horses I've told people a lot about horses like you never know who you need to have in that conversation exactly making those connections for people yeah I you've made me appreciate being able to connect people more. I love to be able to connect people. It's a good thing. Um, Make eye contact with people. Listen to people. Be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Practice gratitude, like just being grateful for things. I don't care if it's you're grateful for the sun, the wind, and the air, like whatever, (laughs) but like just be grateful and truly appreciate things that you have or experiences that you have, your friends, your family, whatever. Um, And this is another one, like people will talk, but then soon forget whatever it was and move on to the next thing. So don't get so worked up that if something happened and you're like, oh my God, everyone's going to talk about it. Like, yeah, they're going to probably talk about it, get over it. Then they're going to find the next thing to talk about. Totally. Like whatever. And especially in an industry, you know, there's like, I'm in all parts of the horse industry, but you know, Mm -hmm. like there's always going to be, I call it like as the hot walker turns. (laughs) (laughs) There's always going to be, a little drama or a little conversation, but people, you know, people forget about it. They move on and, yeah. you know, try not to be a part of that. One of the, one of the things I try to do in my life, in my business, it's like, if you tell me something, I really want to hold on to that. Or like, I, cause I expect the same thing when I tell you something. And then also I sometimes think about just like how many secrets, like sometimes I think about the secrets I know and what I'm taking to the grave. It's like, man, if we wrote a book one day, but I would never, <laughs> People's secrets are safe with me. I usually forget pretty quickly. Oh, that is the best part. I I cannot lie because I have I literally have the worst memory, and so I cannot lie because I couldn't remember the thing that. This is actually a fun story. We were at the NFR and we were going in the back in the shoot, and uh, we didn't have enough passes. And I was with Sherry, and I was she's like, okay, well, just tell them, like, just you know, go. And then she's she stops. She's like, never mind, Kathy. Here, you take the pass because you can't lie. And I was like, <laughs> I am, you know, awkward, you know, it's terrible. She knows. She yeah, knows. yeah, I'm just not a good liar. That's funny. Do you have any other random life advice you'd want to add, or do you think we're almost done? No, I think people just need to remember that 
in general, we're all doing the best that we can mm-hmm. with what we have. And life is long. I think you should really be grateful. Like when you come back, it's like, you don't have to be grateful to, I think there's a lot of expectation talked about, like you should have a gratitude journal. You should drink three liters of water a day, but you know, especially this last couple of years and, you know, we don't want to go off on, you know, those kind of things, but yeah. you know, most people are just doing the best they can yes and like making any sort of small positive steps towards you know bettering yourself or bettering your knowledge those are like huge huge things and I think Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of expectation like you always want to be the best of something or you know like you can't no one no one has it all no and the people that say they have it all like if they had it all they wouldn't say it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, no, I think this, I think is awesome. And we do have a lot of life left to live. But yes, we do. It's not the end I'm of the glad world. that we got to have a conversation about things that we would tell ourselves because I was, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, we could have written a book on the things. Yes, just so much stuff always comes up. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, well, with that, I'm going to end it on um, with this post from my Facebook, TK Trask, um, 30 things I wish more people would have sh- shared with me about life in your 30s and other life advice you didn't know you needed. Um, She said, number one, arrive late, leave early. Two, no is a powerful word. Use it often and unapologetically. True. Three, if it is something you can't stop thinking about, it is probably something you should do now. Four, style does get better with age, and for the iconic few, it becomes deeply personal. Five, become the main character of your story. Six, evolve and shed the skin from your previous life. The new version is worth it. Seven, allow things to end. There's a reason they aren't supposed to be part of the story anymore. We all get kind of hung up yeah. and hold on to things, but it's okay. And I think, too, people need to remember that you aren't your story. Like, yeah. Something could have happened to you. You could have, like, had a divorce. You could have had some, you know, you're not, you don't, you don't, you don't have to choose to live that. You can, exactly. Like, continue on and grow. Yeah. Number eight, you'll get excited when you get ID'd. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Number nine, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Ten, people will show you who they really are. Believe, Believe them. them. Believe yep. them. Eleven, aim for peace and remove toxicity. Happiness, love, and joy follow with it. Yes. Uh, Twelve, be careful what you hear about a person. It either comes from a man or woman who either can't compete or can't have them. Uh, we should expand on that a little bit, especially in you know, the horse industry, you know, I try, first of all, you're always more exciting in rumors, yep. like, cause like, man, I wish I was that exciting, but I'm not, <laughs> but I try to, especially working in an industry, try to, I take with a grain of salt what people tell me about people mm-hmm. until I meet that person and can make that, you know, decision for myself, yes. you know, and and it's not just about drama, it's just about with everything, it's like, oh, you know, I mean, if, Four people tell you, four people that you know and trust yeah. tell you something about someone. It's like, oh, maybe I won't, you know, yep. do business with them or get in bed with them or like what are those kind of things. But I think it's really important to make this decision for yourself. And I don't think we do that when we're younger. We're like, no. oh, I, you know, I don't even know why I don't like this person. I was just told not to like Exactly. Them, you know? And then you become friends with them and you're like, oh, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. 13, sleep. Yes. In all capitals. Yes. Oh my gosh, sleep. 14, kindness, loyalty, and common sense are superpowers. Not everyone possesses them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15, nostalgia is fun, but don't unpack and live there. 16, you will start sounding like your parents. <laughs> 17, no. invest in those who invest in you. 
18, not everyone will like you and you won't really care. 19, no, you don't have to do it like everyone else and you don't have to explain why. 20, if they say, this is the way we've always done it, run. (laughs) I think lots of people don't know why they do things. Yeah. It's just because it's the way they've always done it. 100%. To circle back on that kind and nice, our friend Vicki Hunter, Mm -hmm. she, I can't forget this. She told me there's a difference between nice and kind. And that is so true. Just Mm -hmm. because someone is nice doesn't mean they're kind. Nope. I agree. 100%. Um, 21, the timing will always be perfect. 22, pivot, like we talked about, and get really good at it. 23, trust is earned and never given. 24, you are the equivalent of the four people you spend the most time with. Edit, promote, and block accordingly. 25, not everything that is posted on social media is real. (laughs) The in-person experience will tell all. 26, FOMO no longer exists because you no longer care if you miss out. Your home slash bed is always the best place on the planet. It's true. Yep. It's like now you have to give me a good reason to leave home. Yes. I really like I like being home. Right? We've got our own little place. Yeah. That's wonderful. At 28, do your own research. Yes. 29, but also trust your gut. And 30, your 30s really is your best decade yet. Embrace it all. I love my 30s. I've only been two, three years in here, but you know. I love my 30s. I love my 20s too, you know. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're so... Just be grateful for your youth. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's all part of it the does, journey. It, does, it is true, though. Once you turn 30, you're like, when I turned 30, I was like, oh, my God, I have so many opinions about things, and, I, and I'm having a hard time keeping them to myself. And then you turn 40. But I hear that the like the golden age is like, once you turn 50, you really don't give a shit. Oh my and then gosh. 60, you know, like... <laughs> Just keeps getting better. Yeah, I think about our friend Linda. Right? Yes. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, it's how you travel through life. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm really happy that I got to have a little podcast episode with you, Kathy. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I love listening to your podcast and supporting you, obviously. Of course. You've been one of my biggest supporters for a long time, and I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure that you're one of the people, you are the one person that told me to start a podcast yeah, back in like wait, 2017. That's right. I should take all credit for this. Yes, you should. No, No, but I appreciate you having me on. And that's been really fun. And I know that you have like a lot of people that listen. And I think it's, you provide such a valuable service to the industry. Thank you. Go follow Kathy on uh, the Instagram and Facebook, your Equisports Therapy. What is the, is it Equisports Therapy on Facebook? Yeah, it is. Okay, perfect. Go follow her there. Twitter, all all the places. I mean, we're... We aren't doing too many exciting things right now, but I'll Still. see you on Instagram. Exactly. And if you, if you follow me on Instagram and you listen to this podcast, send me a message. I'd love to meet you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. All awesome. Right. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you.